Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name is John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. In most episodes of the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about issues that affect law enforcement officers, both active and retired, their families, friends, and supporters. We'll also be discussing incidents in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Visit our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today. The Law Enforcement Today radio show brought to you by Galls.com. That's G-A-L-L-S.com. Robert, you've been dealing with them for a long time, haven't you? Long time, 31 years, and they've been in business for 50 years. Their selection is unparalleled. They've got everything from boots, glasses, gun holsters, concealable bags, everything. You get everything at Galls.com, and their customer service is unparalleled. Delivered right to your door. Never even have to leave your house. Calls.com. Also check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Joining us on the phone from, I think he's in South Carolina now. We could ask him. He's on the phone. Uh, Patrick Shavers. Patrick, where are you? I am now just outside Charleston, South Carolina. Wow. So you just moved. You were in, we can say it now, you were in the Atlanta area before. Yes. Yeah, I was in Atlanta. I was there for almost 10 years, and we made a pretty big move. Yeah. So, so tell me, uh, how's the food in Charleston? I've heard nothing but crazy stories. Oh, it's it's amazing. There's there's a little bit of something for everybody down here, but especially once you get down on the water, there's some great places. I love Charleston, South Carolina. I love Charleston and Savannah, Georgia. The food, the 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 whole vibe. I love the low country. I love that area. Oh yeah, it's it's really great, and there's there's sort of a culture that comes along with it too. It's it's a little bit more laid back than uh, I don't want to say the rest of the South, but then, uh, a little bit more laid back from what I'm used to. Everybody, if you don't know, Patrick is the producer of Officer Involved, the documentary, full length documentary. It's by the way, I watched it and wrote a review for your website. I was blown away, and I use the term quite a bit, but I truly was very impressed by Officer Involved, the documentary. I don't know how you and your wife were able to capture what it was like for me in the instance I've been involved in, and I didn't know any of the people you talked to. It, it was just a great job. Every law enforcement officer, every administrator, police administrator, every judge, state's attorneys, everybody needs to watch this documentary. It's phenomenal. Kudos to you. You did a great job. Patrick, let everybody know where they can get officer involved. So Officer Involved, our documentary, is available now on DVD through officerinvolvedproject.com. It's also available digitally on Amazon, iTunes, and Google Play. After making this, me and Jay reached out to you and told you about our little idea about cops and cabins, and, and you did not hesitate to come in and help help the brothers out yeah not one bit uh i can still remember when you guys called me i was actually at the post office dropping off some <laughs> dvds that had just been ordered and uh you guys called me and said hey what do you think about making some kind of a, a video for us and and i jumped at the idea i said i thought it was great i thought the concept behind the idea was great that you're taking police officers from different parts of their career or different parts of their retirement and bringing them together for a weekend getaway. So I thought it was was a really great idea from the start. 
and we've seen the video. It's not been released yet. I got to tell you, it's great. It's really, really good. Far exceeded what I thought was going to happen. Oh, awesome. Thank you very much. It, it, you guys gave me a lot of material to work with. I, I tried not to run cameras all the time. I tried to take part in, in some of the activities. Right. And uh, and that sort of became a balancing act, right? Th- that's tough. That is very yeah, difficult. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because I, I see I see my video work as, as part of my profession. And uh, so you've got to strike a balance. But I was really happy with the footage once I sat down and I looked at it. And the premise behind Cops and Cabins was we took various police officers, active, retired. We went to Blue Ridge, Georgia, got away from all the hustle, all the bustle, reconnected, uh, and, and dealt with one of being therapeutic in a lot of ways. I don't think any of us intended it to be that way. We talked about things that we really couldn't talk about with people in the regular population that involve police and and officer involved shootings and just the the horrific violence you encounter and experience all the time and i found it to be very very therapeutic and i can't wait to do it again the only thing i can remember about the trip is the beautiful scenery great people and i don't remember laughing that much oh we laughed a lot yeah (laughs) in in a long time that was the awesome part and the memories that i'll bring bring back from that extraordinary trip that Patrick videotaped and put together a uh, short documentary. How long is it now, Patrick? Looking back, I think it was about 16 or 17 minutes altogether, but I intended to make a seven-minute piece. It's just once <laughs> I sat down and started editing it, there was there was so much that flowed together, and so much of it was really honest. And, and there were a lot of inside jokes that I was able to bring out that the viewers will be able to see, and they play out on screen really well. Let's pause and take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Remember, support those who support law enforcement today. We'll be back in just a few moments. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit? doesn't matter bankruptcy or divorce it just doesn't matter as a matter of fact your job is your ticket to your new vehicle we're auto credit express and we've helped thousands of people just like you antonio h told us great company got me connected and the day i went in i drove off in the car i wanted 100 percent worth your time Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 3ignoremyscore.com right now. That's www.the3ignoremyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 3ignoremyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. All right, guys, we're ready for our four-season sunroom, and Daddy's going to get a rec room with refreshments. Oh, no, we'll be sleeping under the stars. Mom, what about the one with, you know, the fun? Nice try, little bro. It's a gym, my gym. Hey, Grandma's getting her Four Seasons garden room, weather tight and still like being outdoors. Maybe a living room. Oh, no, wait, a family hub. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what the budget, the season, or the climate, Four Seasons Sunrooms let you and your family enjoy the outdoors inside. Call now to hear more about these great offers from the premier manufacturer of sunrooms since 1975. More reasons for four 
seasons now. To find out more, call toll-free 800-973-5533. That's 800-973-5533. Call 800-973-5533 today. Back to the conversation. This is Law Enforcement Today. Joining us, we've got filmmaker Patrick Shavers. Patrick is also, in addition to a filmmaker, a police officer. Are we allowed to say where you're at now? So I'm a police officer at a small department just uh, outside Charles. Awesome. And you were a police officer for how many years in Atlanta? Started with Atlanta in 2011 and uh, became a police officer there. I left the department in July and came to South Carolina, and I was sworn in on Monday. Oh, congratulations to you. And you just got a new house there and everything else? Yeah, just just got a new house, and we we really just settled in. I mean, over the last probably five days, we've we've settled in. How traumatic is that moving? I hate moving. Your, yeah, I, I I haven't done it yet, not once in that in my adult life have I done it. I'm not looking forward to it. It's yeah, one of the most it, traumatic, I, horrible things in the world. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it is. It is. Everything changes. Everything, and then when you add a job change on top of that, there's there's a whole new system to learn and all new people and and everything. It's it's a stressful situation. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of cops and cabins video, people have a stereotype in their minds. Quite often, they think of police officers, what we're like, what our backgrounds are like, and many of us don't fit the mold. And in my opinion, you're absolutely one of those people that don't fit the mold and the stereotype people come up with police officers. Tell us a little bit about your background, education-wise, and how you got to where you're at today. Sure. So as far back as I can remember, I wanted to be a hostage negotiator. And when I left high school, or by the time I graduated high school, I was a licensed practical nurse. I get to college, decide that I want to be a negotiator, and I start changing my education in school and and really focusing on that goal. So my bachelor's degree was in sociology. I then went straight to a master's program for conflict management. And by the time I was a police officer, I'd already had my master's degree in conflict management, which, you know, helped a lot in the streets. But that's that was sort of my path. It started in healthcare and then I changed and and here I am now. Um I never saw a future in filmmaking. If you were to ask me 10 years ago, hey, do you think one day you'll make a movie? I would have laughed at you. And I'm now, not only have I made Officer Involved, I've worked on Cops and Cabins. I've got other projects I'm involved in, and we've got another feature-length film coming out probably early next year. Awesome. And you've been teasing that one quite a bit on social media. You can't get details of that one. I, I, I get that. You also studied abroad for a while, didn't you? I did. I spent some time in Ireland when I was in my bachelor's program, I, I lived abroad over there for a semester, and that was really, really incredible. So you're a well-rounded guy, and even though you're very highly educated, and I mean this with all sincerity, he's the bottom of my heart. right now, Patrick. He's smiling. You're a great guy, and you're very easy to get along with, which also breaks another stereotype. You, know, you didn't talk down to me one time. The cops and cabins. <laughs> Unlike some other people. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm saying that jokingly. Great guy, and when you were filming... One of the best things that you did is you found a way to be constantly filming when you were, but you were never like intrusive. So it's like you're always hovering on the outside looking in, but then we, we found a way to get you involved because it was easy to forget about you. That's how good you were at blending into the background. Thank you. It's something that I pride myself on when I'm 
involved in a project is I don't want to alter what the people are saying. I don't want to influence the conversation. I want to capture something that's original. So a lot of times I was I was quiet. I was in the background, but I was I was zoomed up right in close with the lens. So I don't want to shock anybody, but I think when they watch this video or this documentary, they're going to be taken back and those stereotypes that Jay referred to are going to be smashed like a plate glass window. Really? They will be? Yeah. Because police are not, first of all, they're people. They're human. But they're not who you think they are. And they're certainly not what they're portrayed to be in the media all the time. No. It blows my mind that people have this conception in their minds that like, hey, I saw a photo from a protest that two women carrying a banner said, all cops are bastards. And I'm thinking, where do you get off with that? What gives you that idea that, that you can paint that brush, that broad brush, to include everybody in this profession? So Cops and Cabins, I think, addresses some of that too. Tell us your impression of the finished product. Uh, my impression of the finished project, uh, our product, was it, it turned out great. It really captured what we experienced for the weekend. Um, there were some parts of it that I intentionally left out. There were some inside jokes that would have taken 20 minutes to explain. Yeah, hold up um, there, there for a second. Like the toilet I, paper? I, I got a beef. Yeah, where's my toilet paper, my paper toweling incident? Uh, see, and I thought about including that, but at the end of the day, I thought I don't want to detract too much from, from what else is happening. I, I understand. So there, there were some really funny parts that I said, I, I love them. I love them so much, but I'm just not going to be able to put them in. Well, while we're saying that, let's just explain to people what happened. We, we're in this cabin in Blue Ridge, Georgia. By the way, if you've never been there, check it out. It's a wonderful part of the country. And was, there's eight of us in this cabin. All right. So I, I, and we're big eaters and all this and stuff. And so I do a little recon. Well, so, wait a minute. Wait a second. Okay. Before that, we're getting dangerously low on toilet paper. So we're out and about on Saturday. And we're going to stop by a grocery store. And Robert's like, I'll Here go I in. am to save the day. He's going to go in like Mighty Mouse to get toilet paper and save all of us. <laughs> and I had a little conversation with Robert. I said, Robert, there's three things you can't go generic on. You can't go generic on peanut butter, cotton swabs for the yeah, ears, yeah. and toilet paper. So whatever you do, get the good stuff. He goes in the store. He comes marching out, proud as a peacock. Yeah, I was, I was strutting. About five minutes later, or like a mega roll of what appears to be toilet paper. We get to the cabin after a big hearty meal, mind you. <laughs> and I'm the first one in the cabin with what's supposed to be toilet paper that Robert purchased proudly. It's generic, and it was paper towels. It wasn't even toilet paper. It was a moment that can't be replicated. No, no. And it was beautiful, too. I think what my favorite part was even before anybody realized that it was paper towels, was Robert's walk as if he had just captured the flag and was walking out of the store <laughs> with this trophy in his arms and gets to the car. And we were taking pictures of him then from the, from the car. Not knowing it was paper towels. Yeah, not, not even knowing that it was paper towels. Yeah. It was just one of those things. You couldn't you couldn't imagine it. You had to be there. And I'm hoping that one day we can get that part on film and just, it would be a magnificent little vignette to put out there. But we have some other very, very funny things that I don't want to give away that are in the movie. And I think that you made some excellent choices. And I totally get what you're saying, that you didn't want to take away your, uh, from the ambiance. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's exactly what it is. See, I, I strive to, to have 
a balance in what I'm presenting because there are the people that are going to come here with stereotypes. And we wanted to break some of those, but at the, the end of the day, we really wanted to share some of the inside jokes. And I'll tell you, there were several inside jokes that just would have taken too long to explain on film. Going in, what were you hoping to capture? And then when you saw the finished product, what did, in your mind, did you capture? Going into it, when we had spoken early on, I thought, you know, I, I want this to look a little bit like a reality show, right? Because we're taking all these different people and we're, we're putting them up for the weekend in this cabin. And it actually turned out that way. It actually turned out that way on film. But and, my, and you did a great my, scene that is in the film where you explain <laughs> that I'm with a group of guys who were in a cabin. Oh, it's cold. It's cold. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and you might be giving away too much information yeah, there. So I'll stop. But And the finished product, do you think it followed the path and direction of what you thought, or did it metamorphose into something else? Oh, absolutely. It, it followed the way that I thought it was going to be. I, I thought that I wanted to be able to capture sort of the spirit of each activity that we did. And um, I rolled the camera. There were some things that... that we missed on film because we weren't rolling all the time, but what we ended up with really captured just a little bit of each experience that we had from when we were talking about first meeting in, in the restaurant in downtown Blue Ridge to our trip to Helen, the grocery store trip, which somehow became the slow motion sequence on the film. Uh, I'm not sure why I recorded that all in slow-mo, but it turned but out But it really works. Well. It works really well. Yes. And you can actually see, I don't know if you caught this, Patrick, but in a reflection in one of the fr- frozen food sections off the mirror, you could see you carrying around yeah. for the first time that huge camera. I did, and when I recorded that at the time, I couldn't see myself. But once I sat down in my uh, studio to start looking at the film, I said, there I am right there in that reflection. I want people to see that. So when you look close, you'll be able to see not only am I carrying groceries in my left hand, but I'm carrying my camera in my right hand. It's a big camera, too. We had a lot of fun in the grocery store. I've never had so much fun shopping ever That's because grocery that's store. That's because Stephanie goes. You never go. No, I go shopping every weekend. Okay. And I do my own laundry, too. <laughs> One of the things that you had mentioned in a conversation when you had what turned out to be very close to the final cut of the video, you showed it to your wife. What was her reaction? Yeah, yeah my 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 wife got pretty emotional. And she's been, uh, my wife and I have been together for a really, really long time. And she was my partner on Officer Involved. She went with me on all my trips. She became the de facto sort of assistant director to Officer Involved. So she's been in rooms with officers that have told us things that they haven't told their own loved ones. And when she watched what I put together with the Cops and Cabins video, she became emotional. And um, there's a scene or two inside the film, or inside the Cops and Cabins video, where she actually choked up just a little bit, just talking to me about it. So I think it turned out great. When do people get to see it? Do we have an estimated release time date or estimate for time they'll be released? I don't think we have. I would say that it's ready, and we just need to, to work out that aspect of it when we're going to put it out there, but it's ready to go. And you also said something about submitting it for film festivals. Yeah, I was thinking I might end up submitting it to a handful of film festivals. I'm not sure. That, that'll be something that I probably evaluate um, in a couple weeks. 
So traditionally, the way that films would come out is they go to festivals first, and then they're released on a grand scale. And we don't want to sit on this video because it's it really captured the weekend, and it's already been a month since it happened. So. Well, how about this? If you do want to submit it to some film festivals, I think Robert and I can safely say we can do that and then talk about releasing it beginning of the year. What do you think? We can try. The the thing about festivals, and this is one of the things that I learned once I got involved in this, is it might take two months, it might take three months, it might take six months. Festivals often take a long time. For instance, uh, my next feature-length film, I'm going to apply to some festivals. It'll likely take four to six months before I hear back so we'll, we'll work on releasing it here on law enforcement today and then we've got another project for you to start mulling over in your mind it's going to be all about revealing the oppressive control tactics of our control freak robert greenberg who's sitting over here next to me every day patrick wait a minute come to my defense am i a control freak i don't think that you would i remember your word that you used to describe me while we were up at coppets and cameras and i don't remember hearing anything about control I, I think the word that I used to describe Robert when somebody asked me was, was sincere. That's correct. I think he's sincere. <laughs> That's right. He, I don't Robert, think, go ahead, Patrick. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, Robert reminds me of a big little brother. Like, he's somebody's little brother that turned into an adult. And <laughs> I don't know. Very sincere. Oh, man, I'm so glad you joined us today and really, really glad that you came up and documented the whole Cops and Cabs experience. And we're already talking about doing another one. Yeah. Like I said, Patrick, um, well, maybe I haven't even said this to you, but we, and I mean everybody here at Law Enforcement today, everybody that went to the cabin and experienced what we experienced, it was just phenomenal. And and from the bottom of my heart and sincerely, because you're so sincere. Because I'm a sincere guy. You're someone's as, little brother all grown up. That's correct. <laughs> I, I really, you know, I, I really appreciate that. And thank you for all your hard work. And for anybody that is looking to, to make any type of documentary or film, how do they contact you? Because I think you'd be phenomenal with any project. Just your attention to detail and everything that I experienced a uh, quality person doing quality, quality work. Oh, thank you. Uh, so anybody can reach out to us through our website, officerinvolvedproject.com. And then I also have a business website um, that shows uh, some of my work, and some of it's not related to policing, um, and that's indieclever.com. That's where people can find out about us. And, and I appreciate it so much. It was great to go along for the weekend. I, I, I'll say this, that my expectations of the weekend were smashed when people started opening up to each other and really talking and speaking from the heart. I mean, on day two, it was like we had all been friends for a really long time. So uh, it it was a really, really interesting experience. And and I just count myself lucky that I was able to be there and witness it. Well, we really appreciate it. And for those of you that happen to forget how to contact Patrick, you can reach out to myself, Mm -hmm. Robert at lawenforcementtoday.com or Jay at lawenforcementtoday.com. Reach out to us through our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And down at the bottom, you've got a contact us page. If you reach out to us, you want to know more about information about Patrick or how to get on the show or anything that law enforcement today is up to, 
You need to also download our app, Jay. Tell them how they can do that. That's so easy. We've got a, our own free app that's available for your Android and your iPhone devices. You can do it the complicated way. You can do a search at Google Play or the iTunes App Store for law enforcement today. But by far, the easiest way to download our app is right from our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. It's free. There's no credit card information needed. Absolutely nothing. Download it. You get access to all of our content. And uh, I'm thinking in the future, it might even be access to some of Patrick films on there we got we got to work on making that happen well we've been talking about that we're working out i i like i said i you know um in fact what you don't know jay is i we've been talking back and forth me and patrick on facebook messenger and and uh, on the website and uh we're definitely going to do things together we're just trying to figure out stumbling around on on how to do it and patrick's very busy me not so much no yeah he's a busy guy so uh, i gotta gonna say this before we wrap things up too the amazing thing about patrick besides being a police officer and a family man and father and uh a great guy he picks up tabs he also is self-taught when it comes to this whole filming and documentary and producing all this self-taught you didn't go to some school in Hollywood to learn all this stuff. You picked up a camera and you learned the hard way, didn't you? That's it. Yeah, I I had a friend early on, an officer involved, that showed me a couple things, and our schedules just couldn't mesh to continue working together. So I had to pick up a lot of things on my own. I've been really lucky that along the way I've met people that if I have a problem, I can call someone and they can walk me through it. But overall, I, I would say 90 Five to 99% of our, our work is being accomplished in-house. Patrick Shavers, Officer Involved, Project.com. Thank you so very much. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you later on. Oh, thank you, guys. It's been great. On behalf of everyone associated from Law Enforcement Today, I'm John J. Wiley. Till next time, see ya. Yeah.